Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Blah, 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 blah. I can't say that fucking word. Ladies and gentlemen. Which word do you struggle with? Is it ladies gentlemen. or gentlemen? It's the transition into gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. You realize, like, that's a thing people have been saying, like, forever, as long as, like... Also, is this the intro? Is this part of the... Like, are you? Are we still in the intro? We could be. I feel like we are. You know what? Like, let's just... Just keep going. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of RNGPC. We are a Dungeons & Dragons podcast, uh, but there is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We're creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and the role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. How's it going, Jake? I like that you welcomed a single gentleman. Just one of them. Gentleman. Only one? The rest of our only <laughs> listeners one. are ladies. All of them are ladies, and the rest are just assholes. There's one gentleman, the rest are just dicks. <laughs> So I feel like in the dating pool, that's correct. <laughs> we they they need to discuss amongst themselves who is the gentleman, and and then just figure out from there. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I'll <laughs> leave that up to them. They seem like a civil bunch. Yeah, I think so. Oh. All right. Yeah, but I'm all doing right. well. I don't know. Just you know, doing me. I don't know. That's all I got. I got nothing. Just I mean, we're still for those of you following at home, uh, still in a pandemic. <laughs> For those of you playing yeah. along at home and had yeah. this going through summer, you're winning. Yeah, it's uh, still going on. No signs of slowing down, unfortunately. But uh, well, we all make do with, with what we got. This um, is why we you, escape we, to our fantasy world. Yeah, and you all escape with us. And we are so happy to help you forget about the outside world for an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes once a week. Yep, that's what we're here for. <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually prescribed by doctors now. It's great. I mean, yeah, you FDA can just, approved. Yeah, you can just say whatever you want nowadays, and as long as it sounds good. Yeah, as long as you're loud and angry about it, people yeah, will believe it. Exactly. We're approved by doctors. <laughs> okay. Well, what are turn we... on the frogs gay. <laughs> Calm down, Alex Jones. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, did, what did you want to actually talk about in the beginning? Well, first, I have a, I have a question I have to ask you. And I've just, and it's a reference, so I want you to put your thinking cap on. I have headphones on, though. My hat won't fit over this. Oh, well, get a bigger thinking cap. The question sure. that I have to ask you is, are you quite ready to go on another adventure? I feel like that is so, okay. One, I know what you're trying to reference. Two, I only know that because I, we've kind of talked about it a little bit before this. Three, <laughs> that's too generic to be a reference. No, it's definitely not. It is too... Ge- Anyone at this point has no idea what the fuck we're talking about. I doubt that. I highly doubt that. I don't. Hit, let us know on Twitter. Tweet, tweet at you us. If you understood just, at this just, point. Just a simple response. I got it or I didn't get it. That's it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't put it in context at all. That's it. Just tweet <laughs> at RNGPC whether you got it or you didn't get it. <laughs> now, if you would like to explain, go ahead. So this is the episode... This So... This episode's going to be released later, so by the time it's released, it's going to be a while, but also in real time right now, it's been a little bit of time. Wait. Would you say, it's been a while? <laughs> it's been a while. See, that's a better reference. No, it's... <laughs> what? It's better because people get it. <laughs> oh, shut up. Um, anyway, uh, Sir Ian Holmes passed recently. I think maybe a month or two ago in in real time from the time of this recording. I think it was about a month. I don't think it was two months. But yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, he passed recently due to Parkinson's-related complications. And um, for those of you who don't recognize 
The real name, uh, he's best known for being Bilbo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings series. I mean, he did a he, lot he, more than that, too. Oh, he definitely did. In pop culture, he's in he's an Alien. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's in the first Alien movie. Um, so there's definitely a lot. He's done a lot. He was a successful actor, for sure. But for our purposes, he was Bilbo Baggins in The Lord of the Rings. Not in the Hobbit movies. Um, they needed a younger person. He did for play that. old Bilbo in that. There's a yes. part where, yeah, when he plays old Bilbo as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is my attempt at dedicating an episode to Sir Ian Holmes, as well as the Hobbits of Tolkien's world and just the fantasy world that I feel like most people are familiar with. So that's that was my motivation going into this week. That's what we're doing? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. All right. See, I mean, I didn't know that was... Okay. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm ready to go on another adventure. Good. You're ready to get on a that... ship and kill yourself, essentially? God, I was so pissed when I learned that. What? Dude, that ship that, they, that Frodo and Bilbo and Gandalf and the dude who's in the Matrix... Uh, get on the end of, yeah, yeah. The, that they get on at the end of the Lord of the Rings is essentially like a suicide ship. It's like they're going off to the next dimension, and it's like they're all just like done living. And it's I did not catch that the first like nine times I watched that. What movie. did you think the reference was? T- okay, so do you understand? Okay, okay, this is getting into Tolkien lore here. But do you understand when Gandalf dies the first time, he is not actually like a human being. Like he's an an energy source of a type that like. Every time they come back, the reason he's a different color is because he is he did die. He did go somewhere else, but then had to come back. Yeah, I get that. So, like, it's, it's essentially obvious. just that again. Yeah. For him, at bummer. least. Well, yeah, okay. So, uh, I feel like there's a whole bunch of, like, the Tolkien stuff that, like, is uh, really referencing deeper meaning things that, like... Do you, did you at least... It's a bummer, dude. Like, Frodo just, like, he's, he's got so much life left to live, and he's just done. He's like, all right, Sam, love you, dude gonna go die <laughs> yep that's a bummer how I mean, do you he, not agree that that's a bummer i mean sure but i mean again now we're getting into the whole like a really i don't think it's necessarily religious but the idea of afterlife and like some people look forward to that because they think there's something else after that and in this fantasy world where there are orcs and elves and magic and giant eyes that can see rings from all the way across the world who's not to say that <laughs> the place that they go after that to transcend to another whatever isn't just a better version of where they were or some sort of higher place so i mean sure you can see it as sad but also it's this idea of transcending you've done all you have to do here and you've completed whatever adventure or journey you have to do and now you're going on to the next exciting part of it i guess i guess the thought of going willingly is a bummer like you're supposed to just naturally go there but frodo's like fuck it (laughs) i mean yeah my ptsd is too much to handle yeah i mean i think that though gets into the uh, again it's a it's a lot of just this idea of being at peace with yourself and like being okay with being done, I guess. I don't think it's suicidal per se. I think it's just this idea of like he feels just... that way to me. Well, I th- I th- what I think is interesting. I love when always having these conversations is because honestly, talking about this is a way just to kind of reflect your own thoughts on death, right? Like, sure, yeah, we're talking about we're talking about fictional characters that are completely made up in this realm and world, but like I always enjoy it because I always feel like it helps to get to know somebody better because you're understanding their actual thought process and what they have to think about for that stuff. But I don't know. I guess. Wow, we got deep. We're not even yeah, 10 minutes in. 
let's get back to the surface. However, <laughs> there is one more thing I want to say okay. that's off, that's on track but off track about that moment in the movies. So when Frodo's saying goodbye to you know Pippin and Sam and they're all about to get on that ship, um, because I have a wife who is a Tolkien nerd. Brag about it, jeez. Um, we all can't be so I lucky. have seen all... <laughs> I've seen all the director's cuts. I've seen all the behind-the-scenes garbage to all those fucking movies. And um, there's some cool shit there. She listens but, to this. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. All right. She just listened to the episode where I bashed a psychology as a profession. And, like, she, we're still married, so. I mean, you know paperwork takes a while to go through, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so in that scene, I don't remember the exact details, but essentially they filmed the scene, very emotional, heavy scene, um, everyone's crying, um, but they go back and they rewatch it, and the costume designer fucked up Sean Astin's costume, and they had Which, to... Sean Astin's, uh, uh, uh... Sam. Sam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They fucked up his costume. He was wearing the wrong jacket, or something didn't line up, um, uh... There was a linear issue. Uh, uh, no, it's not linear. It's a uh, uh, continuity issue. Yeah, continuity issue. That's what I meant, yeah. Also known um, as the X-Men series in entirety. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just go back in time and fix it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, long story short, there was a continuity issue with with Sean Astin's costume, and the movie was done. Like, they were out. I'm pretty sure everyone was out of New Zealand, wherever they were recording, and they were in post. And they had to call them all back and be like, hey, remember that really heavy emotional scene you guys shot? We have to do it again. I mean, that's reshoots. <laughs> I mean, I feel like reshoots though are pretty common when it comes to I mean, to be fair, that that's probably annoying because I would feel like when doing having to do re because th- th- there's always time budgeted for that because you you never know what you miss until you watch it. And mm-hmm. so like I feel like that's probably the most annoying though, because that's everyone that was in the movie right it's not just like oh it's just this interaction between legolas and gimli so we just need these two to come back like no we need everyone everyone needs to come back and not only is it everyone it was probably the one scene we all probably felt we had to give the most of ourselves to as Mm -hmm. like actors (laughs) and so it's yeah i I, yeah i I mean essentially everyone was there mm -hmm. because i'm and i'm sure especially with it being the third one and the like them going through for this time they all had time set aside in case they needed to be called back but like i'm sure they're hoping to not have to call everyone back well you do know they shot all those movies at once right i thought they shot the second two uh back to back i didn't think they shot all three together did they i'm pretty sure they did you i I mean i would revert to you because you're just the osmosis that i imagine knowledge that comes from your wife into you (laughs) of of those movies so sure well based on based on the um uh, is it Josh Gad's Together Apart? Was that his name? Yeah. Also known the as YouTube Olaf. Series? Yeah. yeah, Olaf's YouTube series, Together Apart, yep. when he gets all the Lord of the Rings people together. Yep. Uh, he asks Peter Jackson, he's like, so let me ask you a question. How do I get a movie studio to give me millions <laughs> upon millions of dollars to shoot all three movies at one time without showing them that's going to be worthwhile? And, he's <laughs> like, and Peter Jackson was like, eventually they've given you so much money that it'd be stupid for them to stop. <laughs> See, and that's where it's like I feel. I think he went in with this idea of the three movies, and I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Again, I mean, if only there was a way we could like potentially access this knowledge in some sort of format that has like documentation of all of the information <laughs> in the world. But you know, it's not like we're talking through a computer. Nope. <laughs> but either way, yeah. No. Okay. So I'm excited. You have me fully 
now prepped and ready to go into... I've got you in the right headspace. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the hairy-footed, short, fun-loving... They drink, right? They drink a lot. Hobbits drink. Oh, yeah, they drink. Yeah. And, and, my, and my whole, my hobbit hole, eat, everything's... Eat two breakfasts, smoke weed. Dude, I could so get behind all of their fucking eating. That, that food, like, <laughs> about, where do they yes. put it? Where do they put, like, where does it go? Because they're just, even fat hobbits aren't that big. Like, isn't, isn't um, Sam technically considered a, a more robust hobbit of some sort? Yeah. Um, but you haven't, you haven't read The Lord of the Rings, have you? Not yet. I'm about halfway through The Hobbit. I wanted to start there. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I see. I, I would like to just simply because there's like the whole, I don't know. I, don't, I think it's like internet subculture or people that are just really into the Tom Bombadil character that was cut from the movies because essentially like they felt like it's just another Hobbit that went with them. I think that is a friend of Frodo's and Sam's. And I interesting. I don't know. Like I, I think I'm assuming it was a small enough character that they could just kind of combine him into Sam. But like I don't know. As watching the movies and Sam being my favorite character, I'm just curious. That's because Sam's the real hero of the story. Yeah. If you don't bust into tears crying when Sam has the line of, I may not be able to carry that ring, but I can carry you, Mr. Frodo, and just like full-on deadlifts him onto his back, like, yes. So the next time you come home to Michigan, I want you to ask my brother what he thinks of that moment. Does he laugh? Because he always he has thinks the... Rev- he thinks it's overacted to high hell. He's like, I hate... He hates Sam. You, he hates you, Sam. We, You know me and your brother have the differing issues on a lot of film things. <laughs> like, almost any time. And it gets to a point where we both just have to be like, you know what? I, we just agree to disagree. We just need to stop <laughs> talking about this. <laughs> yeah, my brother hates Sean Astin. He's like, oh, it's, he's like, he overacts Sam so badly. I'm like, how... So me and my sister-in-law asked him, like, okay, you're at the foots of Mount Doom. <laughs> Lava's exploding everywhere. You've almost died like three times. How are you delivering that line? <laughs> like the whole the whole fate of the world depends on you going another two hundred yards. Yeah. Like how do you deliver that line? I also feel like your brother is just constantly <laughs> always analyzing everything. He's also the only person that I've ever met that said not even halfway through Six Sense. Yeah, Bruce Willis is dead. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't. Like I watched that movie. After having watched Fifty First Dates, like I had watched Fifty First Dates because I was just like I don't know I was sheltered as a child I didn't get to watch like scary movies like I think my mom watched it I was like oh my god it's horrifying because like yeah. it came out when I was like I don't know under ten or ten or we 11. were young yeah yeah either way so I didn't watch it until I was older so I'd watch Fifty First Dates which if anyone doesn't know Fifty First Dates completely spoils Sixth Sense because there's a line of like man I can't believe Bruce Willis was dead the whole time so I went into Sixth Sense knowing Bruce Willis was dead and it still was like the fuck <laughs> like. <laughs> Holy shit! Like, I mean, it's there. All the hints are there, and I can see it. But, like, it was still just like, fuck you. You mean you watch this movie, and you're like, that would ruin it for me. Like, I wouldn't want to know that. I don't want that knowledge halfway through a movie. Like, It was it, was, it slapped him right in the face when, um, when uh, the kid, the three first names kid, I can't remember his, his real name. Yeah, he doesn't um, make sense. He's not important. Yeah. <laughs> um, when he's describing what he sees, he's like, I see dead people. They don't know they're dead, blah, 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 blah. The whole time, the camera's on Bruce Willis. So David's like, he's dead. I mean, no, and dead. like I said, the <laughs> hints are all there. It is M. Night Shyamalan's, I think, best film, just because of the way, like, he, he does, yeah. And, and, and like, it's, it's done well. It's just, that, that's, that, I'm just giving context for your brother. 
So, like, mm-hmm. of course he would not like Sam. Of course he would think, like, he analyzed, like, that's a moment where it's, like, that whole movie builds to that moment, right? Like, the whole, mm-hmm. if you're not immersed by that part, that's your fault. Not Peter Jackson's, <laughs> not Sean Astin's. That is your fault. You clearly are not really there at Mount Doom with the rest of Also, does he have an issue with the name Mount Doom? Like, ugh, it's not even creative. Like, it sounds, like, horrifying. Like, ugh, like, no, just shut Fair, up. That's my issue with Mount Doom. That's your issue with it? Yeah. It's like, really, you can think of one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> anyway, let's transition into creating this week's character. Yeah, we? I'm all worked up now. <laughs> all right, it's going to be time to calm down. Cue the music. All right, are you ready? Are you centered? No. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the three seconds in real life wasn't enough for you? We're fine. Go ahead. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is the first time I'm looking at your sheet, and now I can see what you're bringing. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. So I am challenging myself oh, twofold man. this week. Oh, man. The background, it's, I, I, I'm bare minimum this week, so I brought a background to the table. <laughs> Um, from the from the D and D wiki, and it is the mailman background. How wholesome! What are you laughing about? Because <laughs> I'm just imagining. I'm not even trying to be funny I, right now. I'm imagining <laughs> just sitting around a D and D table and be like, "Yes, we have all of our adventurers here. We have the fighter who trained with all of these people and did all of these things and blah blah, and is very well with the sword and this wizard who knows all of these spells and all of this and then you get to the little hobbit and what do you do oh i'm a mailman <laughs> oh are you sure you want to come well gotta get this package across the, across the desert either way so yeah yep <laughs> yep <laughs> it's just like all right well here's hoping you don't die don't slow us down, halfling. <laughs> which, which I mean, I guess if you're kind of going for a hobbit and going for Bilbo, that's kind of what he was in The Hobbit, right? It was this idea of, like, do you want to come? It could be fun, but, like, also, these dwarfs get a bit rowdy. <laughs> they do. The dwarves do shit on Bilbo for a while in, in, Hob- in The Hobbit. Yeah. Um, I would say, though, so, like, Mailman kind of aligns up more with Frodo because he's the one trying to get something somewhere. Uh, is, Bilbo, not so much, but still. To be fair, I would say Frodo is the patron saint of all delivery men, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, so anyway, yes, I brought the ever-interesting mailman background <laughs> to the table. I don't know why that gets me. <laughs> Maybe because it's just like so steeped in reality. I mean, like, even... Even just read the beginning line, and it sounds just like the U.S. Postal Service, like, taglines. Okay, I'll read it. Mailman says, oh God, Through storms and blistering heat, one type of person has persevered and did it with a smile. The mailman. <laughs> I'm imagining all of this just as the super generic mailman in the blue shirt like blue shirt the shorts that are like awkwardly short but like also mm-hmm. like if they were any longer they'd probably get in the way with like the hat and just the big smile <laughs> like, yep that's cliche like 50s mailman oh yeah yeah, yeah. yep just like <laughs> okay keep going keep going keep going <laughs> all right um also so i've chosen this character's alignment ahead of time this is what i got really excited about yeah um and i want them to be lawfully good oh <gasps> Yeah, audible gasp. 
<laughs> um, I mean, would you agree the hobbits are lawfully good characters? They, I mean, okay. Y- short answer. Yes, but they don't have to be. Um, I know they don't have to be, but I want, yeah. It, it, ma- it, makes, it makes sense. And I would, I would, I would agree that at the beginning, uh, and see, honestly, I, I, I would almost even say they're kind of like chaotic good more so than like, I, I guess they have like their own, their own laws. And, but again, what was the, what was your, your chart for lawful to chaotic, right? Lawful meant that you care about rules more than people. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that's, that would be the one thing where I would say, I, I feel like at least in, in when I'm looking at Frodo, and at Bilbo, they they don't. I mean, Bilbo definitely at the beginning of of the Hobbit, I think, is more lawful good because of his hesitance and like he's mm-hmm. very reserved and like he 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 has an order to all of these things and he has like yeah. these rules stuff he likes a to follow. A very set routine. Yeah, but I, I think Frodo is more. Okay. And I guess again, if you're trying to make Bilbo instead of Frodo here, we're getting into semantics. But like, yeah, I mean, yes, lawful good you could easily make a Hobbit for, but I think they also slip into chaotic if not neutral good because of the fact that they probably care about people a little bit more than laws. Like when put, when push comes to shove, yeah, maybe, but I guess that's true. If you break it down like that, but, 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 but it doesn't I, mean you can't have a lawfully good, uh, Hobbit or yeah. halfling or I don't know. I'm assuming. And again, I, I, I fall, and again, I fall into the mindset when it comes to lawful is that I never view it as like the laws of the land. I view it as like the laws that, like have been set before you or that you just inherently believe. So I got, which is probably a stretch. So when I, when I say this character is lawful, good, I'm envisioning a hobbit who just doesn't want to break from their routine, which a hobbit sure, doesn't. Like sure. Bilbo does not want to leave his home. He does not want to break from his routine, but Gandalf sends like a dozen dwarves to his house. He's like, all right, come with us. And like <laughs> He didn't want to. <laughs> Gandalf, um, biggest troll and original, original SWAT. What was the, what was it called when you SWAT someone? Yeah, it's called swatting. Though. Swatting, okay. The original swatter <laughs> just shows up with a whole bunch of people is busting down his door, like, "Oh, it's happening!" Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. yeah, and that and that definitely is one way to look at lawful is that you have your own set of rules, your own laws, and like, but at the end of the day, they're all good. They're not necessarily mm-hmm. anyway. Okay, but yeah, yeah, that also excites me because I assumed I would be the one making the. F- I mean, is this our first lawful good character? I don't think so, actually. Who who was the other one? I don't remember. Whatever, I'm not clicking through all of our episodes. <laughs> it's, it's it's my first one, like yeah. ever. Yeah, so yeah. That, that excites me. Goal. That excites me. I'm here. And I'm then ready. The, my body the, is the ready. last <laughs> the last thing that I bring to the table, big surprise, uh, his race is halfling. Nice. I was ha- I was I was almost gonna be like expecting to be like, and he's a dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm trying to stay true. However, I also did uh, take the time to choose one of the, um, I guess, how would you refer to these? Um, branch sub, off of? Sub, sub race? Sub, sub race. Okay, yeah, sub race. Because mm-hmm. there's a lightfoot halfling, a stout halfling, ghost-wise, and something I'm not going to pronounce. Um, Lotsuden <laughs> halfling. Laus, um, Lausten. I guess. Laus. But based on... This character and my motives behind it, I have to, I made the decision to make this a, a light foot halfling. Nice. So nice. I like it. Which is the main thing? I mean, it says you get natural. You're naturally stealthy. You can attempt to hide. So it's like you can hide more easily. Which I mean, again, I think makes sense for both of the baggins. <laughs> so and for the mailmen of the world. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know. Are ma- mailmen naturally stealthy? Wife. Wait, yeah, what? Dude. Sorry, can you? Did you say when they're, they're all s- committing adultery? 
I thought that's what you said. <laughs> I did. That's what I said. Mailmen, the naturally st- mailmen, the naturally st- stealthy cuckolds. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding in plain sight. <laughs> um, all right. So those are all the things you brought. Um, yep, just those three things. Wow, it's not that much. I'm proud of you. Um, Thank you. So what? I didn't even bring a name. Did you notice that? I did. I was assuming. I mean, at, you were just gonna call him like. Wilbo. <laughs> or, yeah, you can't even switch his last names because it'd still be Bilbo Baggins. Switch <laughs> the first letter of his last name. Bilbo Baggins, but the B and B are switched. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what if you did? What if you did? Philbo Baggins. No, I was gonna say switch the first two letters, so it's Bal. Balbo Biggins. Balbo Biggins. <laughs> <laughs> Balbo- I kind of like Biggins. Balbo Biggins sounds like it is an in-world Hobbit porn star name. Yeah, or a terrifying clown. Oh, yes. Uh, watch out, Pennywise. I kind of like, like Biggins, though. I'm okay. writing that down just okay. so I don't forget. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that later, then. So what are we... Mr. Biggins. What are, what are we rolling on? Okay. So we are rolling on, obviously, the personality trait and mm-hmm. characteristics of all that stuff that are under the mailman mm-hmm. um, background, mm-hmm. as well as the stats. And that's essentially it. I, uh, we can roll on like class if we want. I put it into the things that we discuss and decide okay. category. Um, but I'm not opposed to rolling on class. Okay. Um, the one thing I will say, I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let, let, let's go through the, the mailman stuff first. Um, and the other thing is within mailman, there's a feature that you have that is called mm-hmm. everyone's friend. Um, after years of practice and work, you have found that cities' layouts generally share similarities. You can easily find your way around most cities and are capable of getting information and work from the city's post office, um, from locals and notable people, uh, from locations of notable people to places of intrigue and local happenings. Additionally, you are able to use your position to deliver different types of mail without suspicion. So, like, this this could be useful. <laughs> like, yeah, it very well could be. Yeah, so that's... I, that's a that's an aspect that I feel like not many characters like could have. Like I think you're gonna try and want to be in role playing situations then where you're like, okay, well in this city, like we're trying to find this, we're trying to infiltrate into this thing. It's like, do they want have a box and uh, like a ribbon? Yeah. <laughs> like, and you just walk and in a rock, like, put a rock in, yeah, it put, to yeah, put some weight, so shake it around a little bit. It sounds like it's uh, you got a package for you. Also, oh my god, are we just making a B rate porn star here? Because you could do like, hey, oh my God. I got a package for uh, the queen. The only way that works is if we get a, we roll bard. <laughs> <laughs> if we roll a bard, we can go that route. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So let's roll on personality trait then first. Uh, do you want to roll first? Do you want me to roll first? I do want to roll first. Okay. That's a so D8 then. What is a D8? Oh, shit. Ooh. I was not prepared. Ooh, are we on a D8? Not anymore. Aw. Womp, womp, womp. All right, here we go. D8 coming up. I rolled a five. Which says, things will happen when they happen. Until then, I'm going to take my time. God, that is so fucking Hobbit. God, I love it. Jesus. All right. Uh, I'm going to roll ideal. Yes. I rolled a four. It means, or it says, for the people. To see the smile on people's faces makes me happy. Oh, God, I love it. It makes me kind of want to throw up in the mouth. Also, right, still a porn star. Still could be a porn star. 
<laughs> Still could be a point. Things spot. will happen when they happen. You know, I'm not trying to rush to the climax of this. And I just like to see the smile on people's faces. Oh my God, shut up. <laughs> you're ruining my good time. Hey, you're the one that wanted the last name of Biggins. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. All right, D6 for Bond coming right up. And I rolled a four, which is God. Is this the one you didn't want? No, RNG Jesus is blessing me today. Oh, jeez, okay. I have one last delivery I need to make. Is it a ring? That's the that's the sole sentence that made me want to make this character. I clicked on Mailman, and for some reason my eyes instantly jumped to that bond, and I went, "Yes, this is perfect." So I'm so happy. What? That that. What? Okay, came let, up. let's 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 Tarantino this. Let's hop back to before the story started. Then, what made you want to click on Mailman though? Because I was, okay. <laughs> what was like, hmm, look at all these interesting fantasy backgrounds. Ooh, mailman. <laughs> I was trying to create a wholesome character. I was trying to create the pre-PTSD Frodo. <laughs> and the pre-holding pre on to the ring for a hundred years Bilbo. Because he's old as shit by the time you meet him oh, yeah. in Lord of the Rings. I mean, it's the 111th birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was just trying to find something that was a little more pure and a little more okay. innocent and okay. it's just mailman was just like stood out to me okay all right i do i do like that bond that i have one last delivery i need to make yes i love it so much there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there too for our mm-hmm. purposes mm-hmm. um all, all right. right give me the flaw so you can continue ruining this character for me yep three what okay no i was gonna try and make something up to make it super inappropriate but i decided not to <laughs> uh three uh, I am very goal-oriented, only focusing on the goal and rarely on what's between me and it. So this that's a very Sam, very Sam type of personality trait, right? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, he was given the task of make sure nothing happens to Frodo, and he's like, you've yeah. got it, Captain. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, I, will, I can't swim, but I will run out into that lake and catch that fucking canoe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, all right. God, so... I love Sam so much. I think, really, uh, just the, those films are so well cast. This is a whole, I think. Uh, and so that really helps. Okay, so we got a lot. We got a... Uh, man, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be tough to walk that line between uh, Wholesome Hobbit and Porn Star, but I think we can do it. <laughs> All right, so let me just recap. Small recap. We rolled on the mailman background um, of the D&D wiki, which is going to make Jake laugh every time, apparently. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the personality trait we came up with is things will happen when they happen. Until then, I'm going to take my time. That's probably why he's got one last package to fucking deliver, because he's like, ah, it'll happen when it happens. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I'm interrupting. It's okay. The ideal, uh, he's for the people. He just loves to see the smile on people's faces. It makes him happy. His bond is, I have one last delivery I need to make. And then his flaw is, I'm very goal-orientated. Only focusing on the goal and rarely what's between me and it. I'm also like imagining like in an intro section, like if you're this character describing each one of these things, each one's very cheery and happy. And then, but that 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 face that Bilbo has in the first Lord of the Rings when he tries to grab the ring back is the yeah. I have one last delivery I need to make. Like it gets really intense just for that one. All the other ones are like, oh yeah, you know things kind of just happen when they happen. I have one last delivery though. And like that's when he gets very serious. <laughs> like, 
Um, okay. So now, after figuring out uh, those traits from the background, do you want to go into the stats rolls? Do you want to roll on class here? Because what we could do is the reason I'm bringing this question up now is we okay. could roll on stats and see what class works with those stats, right? Because, you know, certain classes, like, if you roll really good on strength and dex, it's like, okay, you should be a barbarian or a fighter or something along those lines. Granted, probably wouldn't fit with this idea of what you're looking for. Um, Mm -hmm. Or we could decide now to roll on class and and see what that kind of gives us. I mean, either way, we'll roll on stats for sure, but I'm just saying, if you wanted to keep class down in the discovered section, like we decide, or if you want to mm-hmm. roll on it. Just curious if you had any thoughts on that right now. Um, I don't have any thoughts on that right now, but I would like to just maybe lay a little bit of groundwork for the characteristics that we rolled. Okay. If that's all right. So sure. the big thing that I kind of, just a, a, a beginner, a beginning discussion, not making any concrete decisions right now. What do you think the last delivery this character needs to make is? That any initial knee jerk reaction jump out onto you, other than you know his dick. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to phrase it as, "What do you think the last package he needs to deliver is?" And I'd be like, "His penis." You know. <laughs> and you know what? It's not even like we have family that listen to this. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he's not going for the normal entrance. That's his last oh delivery, God. as he's hoping he can make it to the back door. <laughs> yep, you said it, not me. I'm not sorry, Mom. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm a child. Um, anyways, um, no, so the last delivery, I mean, I think I will answer your question with another question. Ooh. What do you think would keep him from delivering something so like why do you think he's holding on to this and he needs to deliver it mm-hmm. like because that's a good question I, I think that will help answer and form what it is right because if it's like mm-hmm. this i mean if we could even go just draw another reference from another film franchise i know you enjoy imagine the delivery system that had to deliver the letter to marty at this exact time and place of yeah. when he arrived right like they held on to that letter for fucking ever and so yep. it's like there was like there's the line like wow we had bets of whether there'd be someone here and like it could be something like that right it could be this idea of he hasn't delivered it yet because there's a specific date and time it was set to be delivered which could be interesting or it could be it's an evil artifact that he is holding on to that he needs to destroy only at a certain time when the right comet is passing over and it lines up with an eclipse and that's the only way to destroy this evil thing kind of lord of the rings esque with the ring type thing but yeah. that's where it's like if we figure out why he hasn't been able to deliver it yet, that could help inform what it is. Yes, that's true. That I agree with that question. Um, I just don't know if I feel like, I don't know how evil I want to make this item because he has to deliver something. Sure. So it, I mean, the, it doesn't the, have to be an be... evil item. It could be again, an item that like you deliver it to the firstborn heir of this King and this kingdom as like a gift and they haven't had a kid yet. So I got to wait, you know, it's like, it was left behind by this, wizard or something from this other place that foresaw somebody being born that would need help in some way shape or form so i have this helpful item that i have to take to this king and then you get there and it's like well now you have to convince your way in there who's gonna let you fucking just walk in and like deliver this thing and so like 
you know, it could be. That's true. So it doesn't have the to be evil. Reason, Yeah, the only reason why I brought up evil is because, like, in my opinion, my initial reaction is if it, if this item needs to be destroyed, there's something wrong with it. So that's, sure. I, I just don't, I like that idea, and I really like, I do really like the idea of maybe he has to wait until a perfect moment to do something with this. Um, if it has to be destroyed, my mind views it more as evil. Sure. But it could be a little more wholehearted, and it's just <laughs> like... <laughs> Just to lean into Lord of the Rings, some fucking bearded wizard shows up at this dude's <laughs> house. He's like, listen, this package needs to be delivered to a specific person on a specific date. Do not open it and just make sure this happens. I've been watching you. You seem trustworthy. We, can you? Well, you don't even have a choice. Complete the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and and that's where it's like we, we, we could do that. Or it's like I, I, I think I don't know if we necessarily need to answer this right now. I think these are good options to have like thinking on in the back of our head because I think that could be informed by – us looking at what his stats are and what okay. his class kind of is or what other like maybe allies or like people he may we may want him to know um okay <clears throat> because we could figure out whether he lives in a big city or whether he lives somewhere small out in the country or like whether he's just constantly traveling and has like the D version of an rv or, or something like <laughs> that right like so it could okay. let's roll on stats then okay so do you want to roll on stats then pick the class or roll on stats well, let's just roll stats first. We know yeah, we're going to roll, roll stats. stats either way. So, uh, yeah. well, How do you want to do this? Do you want to get rid of the highest, get rid of the lowest, get rid of get whatever? Rid of, keep it traditional, get rid of the lowest. All right. Here comes another broken mailman character. <laughs> you go first. Okay. You hear that? Is it? You got dice? I do hear that. Okay, cool. Good. That's the mini ASMR podcast within our D&D podcast. <laughs> oh, it fell off the desk. Ooh, this I is learned... not great. Yeah, I just learned that people call um, dice math rocks. Math rocks? Yeah. Who call- people refer Who? the internet? The internet. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't. Okay, so I rolled a three, a two, a two, and a two. So it's not great. So if we get rid of one of the twos, he has a strength of seven. Oh wow. That's great. That's a yikes. I like it. I do like it too, though. They'll, everyone will be so mad this mailman's part of their group. All right, my turn. You don't need to have strength to be useful. Dex. Yeah, but stupid fi- fighters and stuff think you do. All right, so I rolled a five, a four, a four, and a one. So I get rid of the one, and I rolled a eight plus five is a 13. Correct. Why would you Sweet, do it that way? Why would you not just go five plus four is nine, and then nine plus... Either way, yes, 13. Dex, that's good. <laughs> That was good. Um, all right, I will roll the Constitution. Okay, okay, not great again. Four, three, two, two. So that's seven plus two is nine. You have a nine oh Constitution. <laughs> Intelligence. I, I'm enjoying this. Ooh, this. Uh, I think we're gonna be opposites. <laughs> like you keep rolling bad, I keep rolling well. I rolled a six, six, a four, and a three. So I rolled a 14 for, or 16, yeah, for yeah. intelligence. Dang, okay, okay. So he, he well read. Yes. you got to be able to read the addresses. He is very aware that tomatoes are fruit. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. Okay, well, for wisdom. Oh, my God. It's broken. We got a 6654. Oh, nice. 17 wisdom. Wow. Charisma coming right up. Let's see if you can talk yourself into all these places of delivery. I guess. 
porn star. All right. He can. <laughs> oh, he can. I rolled a five, a four, a four, and a four. Jeez. So another 13. Another 13. Um, he also gets a plus one to charisma from the Lightfoot background. Okay, that's what I thought. I knew it was a plus. I knew we got a plus one to something. Oh, so also he gets a plus two to dex from just a normal halfling background. Yes. Jesus. Okay, so he's not strong, and he's not very hardy. So he's just kind of overall frame-wise, not threatening. Um, so now here, do you, if you would like to, what we could do is let's do this. Let's look at the classes. Let's do a modified role. Or, or do you want to make any more discussions currently in decisions before we go on class, or do you want to just go into? Class? I think he's a rogue. Wow. Okay. So you're just, just jumping. <laughs> that yeah, we could we could do that. Um, I was going to. What was I thinking? He could also. I've got a list of the classes right here. Yeah, no, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking at them too. And I was trying to think. I wanted to play more off of the intelligence and wisdom being being higher. I mean, rogue would make sense. A rogue mailman. (laughs) Yeah, and he's got a good dex, right? Don't roll. Don't they attack with dex? Um, I well, it depends. It depends. It depends on the weapons. Um, Gotcha. But yes, I believe when when usually attacking. Um text is a big part of that um okay then do you want to roll on the background of or or the 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 subclass of of the class or let's just look at it let's just look and see um okay let's talk about it i'm looking at rogue right now plus you know what you know what else i like about rogue why rogue appeals is it to the me? streak in her hair and that it's white and that it looks different no i did have a crush on her when i was a kid i mean we all did the x-men comics did that to all of us or cartoon <laughs> did it to all of us <laughs> anyway um, I really like the idea of taking the Thieves Guild, but making it like a mailman union. <laughs> and it's like, instead of there being a Thieves Guild in every town, there's a post office in every town, and he is welcome there at all times because he knows, like, the postman thieves can't. <laughs> he can speak postal? Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's the main reason why I like, I rogue, is I'm attracted to rogue. <laughs> so... Essentially, we're not we're now taking mailman from being just the background and maybe making a subclass of rogue <laughs> that yep. is mailman and, and integrating it into whatever the entire world that <laughs> this character lives in. I don't think that would be that far of a stretch as a DM would be like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> it's really not that hard, right? Just take thieves can't and call it something so, else, postal can't. Sure, 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 sure. It's not it's not it's not hard to do, but the, what it does is for somebody that is building a world, I gear not saying all of them, but anyone that potentially has built a world or even playing within a, a pre-made campaign, there's not a detailed map of the city. And it's like, and here's the post office. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not, I'm just saying it's not going to be a big part of these, of potential DMs and worlds that already exist. It, it's not a stretch to think that there is one, right? Or a place where packages or deliveries are brought. But again, just like, I can't imagine many people being like, ooh, and here is how the Pony Express slash mail service works. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's not like it's something they're excited about breaking down. But, again, I don't think it's asking too much to ask the DM. Like, so, essentially, you're trading it, right? You're trying to switch it off. And and uh, we had a friend, I'm not sure if the episode came out yet or not in comparison to this one, but about flavor texting it, right? So, it's mm-hmm. not actually... Yeah making up a new entire system. It's just taking something that already kind of exists and transitioning it in a different way. So instead of it being 
the thieves guild that runs underground and is super secretive and has hideouts and all this it's just an above ground thing it's the mail service it's not evil <laughs> i mean maybe it is yep. it could still be evil but yeah no i like that i think that's fun um and to be honest it wouldn't be that hard to do like yes you're right like in a pre-made world there is absolutely not a post office put into a pre-made city. I mean, there might. Now, be. How hard would it be to just pick one of the buildings in sure, a town and be like this sure. one's the post office? Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. And that's where it's like again. I'm not saying no to this. I'm just saying it's gonna be. It would be funny to watch the initial reaction from a DM be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like again, it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, I guess this this makes sense. It's just I haven't thought through it. <laughs> like I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, so to anyone listening who might want to do this and, and pitch this to their DM, here's my initial knee-jerk pitch. Um, just if you have a pre-made map, just pick one building. That building's a post office. Well, okay, player, um, how does this post office work? Okay, DM, that makes sense. Valid question. On every second, this is, let's use normal days of the week. I know some worlds have different names for time and stuff like that. Every second Sunday, this town has a cart that rolls through, and this everyone knows that. And you give the package to that person, and then they take it to the major city, and then it gets fleshed out from there. It's just like I feel yeah. like every town will have a specific day mm-hmm. where the post person comes, and that's when you give them your package. Yeah, and it's and, like once a month. And again, like as little or as much as you want to go into it, I think it's fine, right? If you want to really lean into it and like try, like try and use it as a way to get information. But like most thieves guilds in 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 campaigns are really used for one underbelly like information and finding people sometimes they'll give quests and or missions for you to go out and do and other than that they're like they're ways to get into places and they'll give you allies so it's like you can do all of that still as a post office it's just again mm-hmm. like one it could also be they are a thieves guild that just the front is a post office you could do that or two it could yeah. just be a the reverse of a thieves guild and that it's super out in the open it's actually very helpful to the city it delivers all of this stuff and does all these things and it can still do all the other things right it can still give you information you can still go there and know people and and have ways of connecting with everyone in town because they know everything in town because they're delivering packages they can still Mm -hmm. give you quests and things to do of like oh well hey we need to take this to this city could you do that for us or hey when we're trying to go to this part of town there's some really big mean guys around there that are keep beating us up can you go help us with them like so there's definitely ways it can just be flavor text to be a post office um for sure but to to get to the point of now the rogue question and like the backgrounds when i'm just looking at the different backgrounds there's two that kind of stick out to me that i don't do you mean like the archetypes when you archetypes. say backgrounds yeah, yeah the the, the okay. yeah not background the sub subclasses or archetypes yeah, within yeah. it um two that i'm not very familiar with but just looking at the names of them kind of seem like they might fit <laughs> this mailman rogue which is uh inquisitive and scout um i'm trying to find these myself and i'm not seeing them i'm on the D uh wiki so the wiki uh D 5e dot wiki dot dot com okay <laughs> um so i'm not sure if these are th- these might be within like certain books that aren't like everywhere or maybe just uh not gotcha gotcha they're not unearth arcana because the unearth arcana ones are marked um here let me just do a quick search for this see just, just copy and paste it into our document so i can click on it real quick okay dokey i am filling this time with words so that it is <laughs> not just empty air look at me talk okay i see i got it um yeah so that's one 
And here's the other one. I like I said, I haven't I haven't read I'm I'm just looking and clicking on them right now. Um mm-hmm. So let's see. Let me just let me let me just, uh, talk about these. So we're talking about two archetypes of the rogue background or uh, rogue class. Yep. Um, and the one that's the two that stand out to Jake right now are uh, Scout and Inquisitive. Um, Inquisitive is jumping out to me just based on my initial like just eyeing of the big words. <laughs> and, eyeing uh, of the big words. Okay. So Scout is described as you are skilled in stealth and surviving far from the streets of a city, allowing you to scout ahead of your companions during expeditions. That's the first sentence. Mm-hmm. Inquisitive is as an architect. Archetypal inquisitive, you excel at rooting out secrets and unraveling mysteries. I think I like inquisitive better. You excel at defeating creatures that hide among and prey upon ordinary folk, and your mastery of lore and your sharp eye make you well equipped to expose and end hidden evils. I like this one, and you have eye. For, you have an eye for detail. Everything's about his eyes. My God. Well, no, one's ear for ear for deceit, and then uh, eye yeah. for detail. And then yeah, the, oh wow, yeah, then we get steady eye, un, unearing, un, unearing, unearing eye. How do you? This, the scout sounds a little too combat heavy, just based on what I'm reading about Skirmisher, it. Skirmisher, you're difficult to pin down. Yeah, yeah. Ambush it, it, master. It's, it's, it's meant more of like a, like a uh, you like you go out and scout things ahead. Like yeah, it's it's like it says in that first sentence um yeah. which i thought could be like okay you can survive out on your own but like yeah I, i'm just clicking on these Ooh, ambush master <laughs> that does sound fun but i do i like um inquisitive yeah and so like ooh, yeah because you all i mean and also you get insightful fighter at third level you gain the ability to decipher opponents tactics and develop a counter to them uh as a bonus action you make a wisdom check against a creature uh you can see that isn't incapacitated uh contested by their deception check from them if you succeed you can use your sneak attack against the target even if you don't have it oh that takes a very broken feature of rogue and makes it a little bit more broken so you essentially can (laughs) use your bonus action to give yourself sneak attack damage on anything nice that's sweet. And and the thing I will add to this is it's a wisdom check for you. So let's see. Yep. What's his wisdom? Oh, seven fucking teen. <laughs> also, what this does is what it reminds me of is it very much reminds me of Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes and the way of like being able to like think through the battle. Yeah. Right? And like fight and like with this being someone that's not very strong and not very constitution heavy, like he uses his wits. He is constantly using his wits in and having to survive. And what I would even say, too, is like a lawful good character. I think with something like that, when you're thinking through this whole battle with insightful fighting, he's not trying to kill people. He's just trying to survive. He's just trying mm-hmm. to get away. I mean, I'm just saying, if we're going into making a lawful good rogue, that's going to be <laughs> like, it sounds like an oxymoron, and I'm excited. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do. I, that's what I want to do. An inquisitive rogue. All right, so we have a mailman that is a rogue of the archetype Inquisitive. Um, yeah, and it seems like he's good at deciphering information too, right? With that, like you said, for the the ear of deceit and eye of detail, those allow you to pick up lies and like hear on things and like totally as a mailman that just again is just a part of the city and just feels like part of the backdrop. Like would constantly be eavesdropping and just hearing mm-hmm. things and all of this stuff. Um, 
eye for detail, hidden creep. Yeah, like, oh, this would be fun. Yeah, because and I think uh, I've never played a rogue, but I feel like when people think of rogues in the D and D sense, they're the typical like Vaxeldon, who's the character from Critical Role Campaign One, which is the like, ooh, they get up really close and they do a bunch of damage and they run away and disappear into the dark and they're like, ooh, super kind of like emo and like oh, like hidden, like all dark stuff (laughs) and all of this. I feel like the way he hides is in plain sight. He does not hide in the shadows. He does not. He's not dark and covered in all this stuff to the point where he is trying to be secretive. His whole thing is that he just blends in, and I'm just happy, yeah. and I'm just here. And so it's like it's a the exact. And he's got. Flip side. I think he has no reasons to reason to hide. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's, like the people in your group who are going to be much shittier human beings and um, much shadier as well, they're going to be like you. There's something wrong with you. Like, you are hiding something great because of the way you act. And he's going to be like, no, dude. Like I'm just trying to make this fucking last delivery. Yeah. I mean, and, whether or not that's known information to and, everyone, and so that's, that's what I was going to say. This thing too is like, if we wanted to be that he has, does have a thing to hide, this last delivery could be something like to your point, right? The more nice and op- out front and open you are about everything, the more it makes people think what what is actually wrong with you. There's there yeah. has to be something wrong with you because we all have something wrong with us. So like, the fuck is yours? And it could be this delivery. Yeah. It could be this whatever this thing is he has to deliver. Like, who who? I mean, yeah. But all right, cool. So we've decided on class. Um, and we've decided on allies and organizations of being the post office slash thieves guild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, I love it. Um, all right, cool. So do we, do we want to say too, like his, his form of like training or like any sort of like abilities he gets and has just comes from his years and years of being in the post office and kind of like walking around the, the, the town and city where he's from. And so it's like, yeah. that was his, his form of exposure. And, and, Okay, cool. All right, good. So let's recap real quick, and then we'll go into, I think, hitting the last few background like questions that we want to kind of fill in for his motivations and stuff. And then, okay. yeah. Do you want me to do that? Uh, let me recap. This is yours. Okay. So brought in <laughs> the background of Mailman, and uh, we're a lawful good character, and he's a halfling inspired by uh, Bilbo Baggins and... Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings lore. Um, Lightfoot background as well. Doesn't really do a whole bunch. Just says he's a little bit more stealthy. Um, And then we roll the personality trait of things will happen when they happen. Until until then, I'm going to take my time. Um, And then the ideal is for the people to see the simple... To see the smile on people's faces makes me happy. I like to add in words all the time. Um, (laughs) But that is a, a good ideal which lines up with the lawful good. Um, Bond, I have one last delivery I need to make. Ellipses. Um, then the flaw is I am very goal-oriented, only focusing on the goal and rarely on what's between me and it. And then stats, we got strength of seven, meaning not very strong. (laughs) Um, and decks of 15 with the additional stuff from the race, right, of halfling. Uh, constitution of nine, meaning... A little on, a little on the the more uh, frail side, um, I would guess. If a tomato hit him, it would hurt a little bit more. Um, <laughs> and then intelligence of sixteen, meaning very well read. Wisdom of seventeen, meaning even better at reading other people. Um, and a charisma of fourteen, meaning just very charismatic and friendly. Um, and then we've also decided that he is a part of an organization that is the post office that is similar to a thieves guild. Um, 
that is up to interpretation on whether or not it is actually a thieves guild that is fronting as a post office or just is flavored as a lawful good version of the thieves guild that is the post office (laughs) um and he is then the class of rogue uh with the archetype of inquisitive meaning he gets a little bit more information to the people around him and is able to see into them a little bit more easily um so yeah that's where we're at currently yeah yeah that's where we're at currently okay this is fun so (laughs) what would you like to try and figure out now or would you like because i have a few questions that I, I think I could pose to you to help us fill in some some stuff. Okay, just hit me, hit me with your first question. Why did he join the post office? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he just came from humble beginnings. Okay. I wouldn't be opposed to this being like just you know, there's a there's the family of doctors and there's the family of lawyers and the family of all these prestigious careers and. He just comes from a humble family of post people. So you're saying at one at one day his his dad just turned to him and said, "Look, son, you're gonna be a mailman." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, dad, super excited, can't wait. I'll give everyone yep. their packages." Yep. That's the that's my answer to your question. Do you have any counter answers no, to your question? No, I love it because again, I feel like when creating backstories. The thing we constantly try, at least I try to fight against, is the idea of, yeah, their family's dead and they're super sad, so that's why they're now out in the world doing stuff. And we have yeah. a motivation and a reason for this person to go out and do something, and it doesn't have to be because their family's dead. So, like, right, yeah. we already have a reason for him going to leave, so it's like, great. His family can be alive, they can be post office people, and they can be working in wherever he's from. Which then leads me to the next question. Do you want him to be from a large urban city or is it like a small town? And he is like kind of like the Hobbiton, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we know everyone here in town and everyone's super friendly. And maybe they're all halflings or maybe they're halfling and gnomes. And it's a smaller city in both overall scale as well as yeah. the build of it. Um, what do you think? So I so I like the idea of them being a mailman in a bigger, busy city. Okay, And I think that that... The, the the reason why I think that is because um, with the inquisitive archetype from Rogue, he needs to be able to read and interpret people. Sure. And I feel like if he's from a small town of like all halflings or just a, not as busy of a town, then there's not really any um, social economic differences in that town. So I think he should have to know how to deal with the wealthy people of an area, the middle ground people of an area, and then like the slums of an area. Sure. So I would like for him to be from a bigger cool. city. So to me, what that says is then it's like, again, being a halfling and a smaller character, like again, he just kind of blends in, right? I'm just imagining him now from the early, the early days of mailmanning of him just being like having a giant, like almost like Santa, which is like a large sack or a trolley or some sort <laughs> yeah. that just all of these packages that this halfling is having to pull around every part of the city, just with this beaming fucking huge smile on his face, yep. just walking through the streets with all of these packages and stuff. So nice. Knows people by name. Yep. His yep. favorite customers, the ones that give him treats on the holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, ooh. Okay, just fun character thing. What is his, like, vice? What is his, like, treat that he's like, oh, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Just, like, because, like, Santa's um, got cookies, right? So, like, is like what is his, like, man, you just know, damn, thank you, Mr. Smith. You just, oh, you always make the best. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, We don't man, have that's to. That's a good but. question. No, I, uh, that is, <laughs> I want to answer that, but I don't have an initial like, nothing jumped into my mind. It could mind. even just be hot cocoa, right? So, like, he goes to the bar, and he's like, oh, 
I always judge a tavern by their hot cocoa, and so I'd like to see how is yours. <laughs> and, <Wow. laughs> and, like, and so he could just have, just like, it could even just be a sweet tooth, right? Maybe he just has a really, a really big sweet tooth, and he fucking loves sweets or something. Like I don't okay. know. Okay, <laughs> let's give him, let's give him a sweet tooth because the first thing that did pop to my mind, I went against it because you said like Santa has cookies. Yeah. But sugar cookies were the first thing that popped into my brain. Yeah, or like shortbread um, or something like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could do so just something okay. a little sweeter. He's got a sweet tooth. I mean, there's nothing wrong with drawing. We're drawing inspiration from Bilbo, so like, also Santa. <laughs> yeah, I also do really like the idea. So I'm putting that he has a sweet tooth and loves hot cocoa. And I, if, if I were playing this character, I would absolutely order hot cocoa at taverns. <laughs> and like, this one's not good. <laughs> this this cocoa's not fresh. The milk might not be fresh either. I think they just put dirt in milk. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I like I like that. That's a really good um, small just thing you can play with. Also, I kind of now love the idea of the character arc for for this Mr. Biggins is to become Santa. <laughs> <laughs> he will achieve his level of just he has done it. He is here at the top when he is now just <laughs> what we know as Santa. And the last thing we see of Mr. Biggins is his, him sipping on the perfect cup of hot cocoa <laughs> as yep. the camera pans out <laughs> and he's at peace having delivered his last package <laughs> with a little bit of with a little bit of sugar cookie in his ooh, beard. Ooh, yeah. Yep, yep. Could still be a porn star, but yep. <laughs> um all right, cool. Okay, cool. So that that was the the question of where he's from, um why he's doing the poist poist office. The poist office. <laughs> Bubbles um, people. All the people at the post office making sure you're getting the packages. <laughs> um, okay, what were the other questions? So his family still alive, does all this. Um, now let's get to this delivery. Because I feel like this delivery is going to be what we could use as his catalyst to go out and join an adventuring group or, yeah. or go someplace. And, and, and it, it doesn't have to be. It could be his long-term overall like campaign goal because we can even just have it be like he got promoted right he is now promoted from being just the the city delivery man to going from city to city and so like in order to do so he's joining a group he needs a group to like kind of like i got these packages so you know i'm gonna go to this city and when i get there i'll drop off all these ones and then i'll pick up new ones there and i can just keep going with you guys but every time we go to one of these places i need to drop these things off and pick up new ones right so that yeah. that, that could be his motivation for joining an adventuring group it's like sure we go out but he's constantly like Guys, like we, we gotta get to a city. Like I just I gotta deliver these things. Like sure, we can go out and kill all these beasts and do all this stuff. That's fine. But can we within a week stop at the next city so I can drop these things off and pick up other ones? Like that yeah. could be his motivation for joining the group instead. Um, what do you think? What are your thoughts on on that? Whether that's the catalyst or if it's this last delivery that's the catalyst. So I mean, the, the, the last delivery I think has to be part of it. But I am also okay with him being promoted to now going city to city he's not very strong so i think he realizes that he does need some help because people like to um probably ambush his carts mm -hmm. in between cities and mm -hmm. see what they can steal mm -hmm. um so i like the idea of him being promoted and that's why he's leaving the town but i still i really want this package to mean something okay and i also have decided that i do want it to be this character's one secret Okay. Like he'll deliver packages all day left and right, but he's got like one that maybe is a medium-sized package that can fit in his coat, mm -hmm. maybe. Like fit in like a secret pocket of his coat and not create like a bulge or anything. 
Um, and maybe, like, if he trips and falls, maybe the DM can have him roll some, I don't know, a, a deck save to see if it falls out of his pocket. And sure. then he has to scramble to, like, shove it back in his pocket. I hope no one saw that kind of thing. Sure. Um, so that's kind of what I'm initially thinking so far. I like that. And what I would say, then, you could give is almost like a goal within that goal then is he is constantly trying to find a new way to protect that package right so like he would love a bag of holding or he would love some sort of coat that has a secret pocket that you need to do something to unlock right in in some way because he needs to keep this protected um yeah so like as a thing for him moving forward in every city or every town like he's constantly trying to find new ways to hide whatever this thing is um which then now I I think we're building to this, which everyone has been waiting on bated breath for to figure out what <laughs> is this package. We could even go yeah. with he doesn't know, right? And if he doesn't know what it is, I, I think that's fine because that leaves wiggle room for both the DM. And it's a fun thing for the player to eventually have pay off, right? Um, but what I would say then is who gave this to him? Is it yeah. – because I also – I think one thing we didn't think about that I think we could potentially even do here that you kind of now laid the groundwork for, he's from a family of postmen. Why are they a family of postmen? Well, somebody way back when gave one of them this package and it's just been passed down and passed down and passed down and passed down. Or maybe it's just even just from his dad. His dad was like, you know, son, I can't go out anymore because I took an arrow to the knee. So I need someone or whatever, you know. Like, And so <laughs> it's just passed down to him and he just doesn't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, what, 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 where, what's pulling your, your, your fancy? Um, so... I like, I kind of like that it's this family heirloom, and I like that, and I do really like the idea of the character not knowing what it is, but I also don't want to take like a cop out and not discuss it on here. Well, I think there's ways we can discuss it in that like it would be important for the player to tell the DM the backstory of the package, right? And just be like, I want it to be something that was like... Because, again, if it's handed down from this all-powerful, all-seeing wizard that is, like, a Doc Brown type that's, like, at this time, at this place, it has to be here, Marty. Like, you know, yeah. like, it has, like, it could be that. And so, like, maybe that is, again, he, he if he's a lawful good mailman, he has a schedule. <laughs> so, like, we have to be to this city within this window of time. Please, like, he could be the driving force to keep the group moving in whatever way. Mm-hmm. And one of those things could be underlined three times in his book of, like, for 300 years, we have had this date that we need to be at this place at this time for this package. I can't miss it for anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, And it could be for this one package. Um, and again, so that's what it's like. We can discuss around it and give the circumstances to allow the DM to then fill it in with what fits into this overall world and campaign. Um, or, I mean... I mean, the player can also just not metagame. Like, yeah, if, I, true, if I were creating this character on my own, I would make this decision, like, hey, DM, I've got this package I need to deliver, here's what I want to be inside of it, and then, like, but my character doesn't know that. Sure. Yeah, and and, and, and so we could do that here, too. Um, and and the, the, the thing I would also say is, as far as, like, for Mr. Biggins, which is all we know so far his name goes, um, I, I would be curious, if we put a lot of weight on this individual package and or item, what that would do to his psyche and overall character development once he does deliver it. Mm-hmm. Like, does he kind of no longer have that sense of purpose? Is he almost like kind of afraid to depart with it? Like, does he even find out what it is? Does he just deliver? The guy's like, Oh, cool. Thanks. Closes the door. And it's like, like kind of like uh, um castaway, right? <laughs> Where yeah. it's then like, but what's, 
what's in the box? I got to know. Like, it's been like what's keeping me going for all these years. It's the reason I survived on this, this fucking desert island because of the wings on this fucking box. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and like, the, how does that pay off? Right. Cause again, if it's a package, you don't necessarily get to know what's inside it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Oh man, there's a, I, I, as a player, I would love to be presented with a moment where I deliver this package and then my DM goes, all right, thanks. And then like, <laughs> like you said, the door closes I, as a player. I'd be like, wait, wh- what? But think about it. That makes what? sense. Can that- knock on the door again and be like, I know this isn't really kosher, but I'd really love to know what's, <laughs> what I just gave you. <laughs> But like, but right. Tell me that that is not exactly what would be a normal way to just play that out. Like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, oh god, that'd be such a fucking bummer. <laughs> but but again, this is why it's like, if if we want to discuss where it came from and, and like how long. I mean, is he the first one with it? It was. It, why does it have this level of? Or I mean, we're we're also we're focusing so much on this end of it being this big package that he like all the importance of it. Let's focus on the other aspect of this question of not the package part of it. Why is it his last? Mm-hmm. Right. I have one last delivery I need to make. Why is it his last one? Why is, is it like, is he maybe over being a mailman? Does he want to go yeah, more think, into the adventuring life? Like, I don't think he wants to go into the adventuring life, but I did kind of imagine this character being maybe on the uh, edge of retirement. Okay. So he's, Coming up on his 111th birthday. <laughs> yeah. And he don't, I don't like Haffy as much as you should or whatever he says. Yeah. He insults the entire town. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so but so I like the idea of him maybe being just ready to retire, ready to hang up the hat, you know, mm-hmm. the blue hat. <laughs> and, uh, and that's why it's his, it's his last delivery. Okay. So, so he's an older person. And so, I mean, that then though kind of counters with this idea of, okay, why he's going out and delivering all these other packages, right? If he's been promoted and like now kind of like, why does he have all these other packages as well? So he just has this one last one to deliver. Maybe. Okay. So let's, maybe he, maybe he doesn't know what's going to be his last delivery. Maybe by the time he's gone through all the trouble that he's going to go through with an adventuring group, meeting all these people, going to all these places, he delivers it, and he's just like, that's it. I can't do it anymore. So from like our bond, we know it's the last delivery, but mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't know that it's going to just take everything out of him to get this where to where it needs to be. Okay. So I like that, because that information, what that tells us then is, it's not really all that important what the thing is. It's the trek to get it there. Yeah. Right? Because then it takes the weight off it being this thing that was passed down from all these characters. It just means where it has to go will take so much from him that at the end he'll be ready to get on a boat that is essentially the suicide pact. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. He would be ready to get on the boat by the time he's delivered this package. So that then so like and so do you see how that shifts then? What, what so it's like, okay, so it's not about what it is, it's about who it's going to. And mm-hmm. where it has to go. And right, so it could be like classic, what is the head of a postmaster calls him into the office like, look, look here, Mr. Biggins, you're a most senior man and I need you on this job. And I need you to deliver this to the Red Dragon of Mount Doom. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'll do it. And then he goes, he's like, fuck, I'm done being a mailman. <laughs> yep. like, so, and again, it doesn't okay. have to be exactly that. But, okay, then where does he need to go? Where is he going with this? You know? Yeah. 
So let me make some decisions because we have tossed around a lot, and I think I'm ready to just finalize some things. Ooh, one, one, so. one last thing I would like to say is what could be then cool is every town he goes to, the, the post people keep trying to give him more packages to deliver to the next town. And he's like, God, oh, uh, no. Like, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Um, so uh, about this delivery, I really like the idea that this package was passed down from his family. Okay, so we're going with that. Yep, we're going with that. Um, passed down from family, and I know. So, like, this is sad, but not in like the cliche. Not so much in the cliche D and D sense of sad, but I do. I did kind of envision this character being older. Sure. So maybe his parents are dead, but it was like it was natural. It was a sure. natural passing. Yeah. yeah. You know, nothing well, I mean, tragic. Does he have like a wife then and kids or like grandkids and stuff like that? I mean, because there's other forms of family, right? Like they could just have been post. I mean. Uh, uh, halflings live, in, they say, into their 200s of, or so. So, like, you know, he could have extended younger family. It doesn't have to be older parents and family and stuff. That's true. Or maybe, maybe let's just say, maybe halflings retire at 100. They spend half their sure. lives working and the rest half they're retired. I mean, that so sounds he like could, he could have parents that are like 175 yeah. and he's 100, yeah. ready to retire. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's do that. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. I, 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 I want his family to be alive. And him to have, like, you know, that support system. Um, so this package was passed down from his family. Maybe, you know, at a certain age, his dad was like, you know, when I reached your age, um, my dad gave me this package. And I think it's actually, gonna, I think it's going to fall on you that this timeline that we were given when this was ent- when this entered our family is going to happen during your time. Mm-hmm. So I'm passing this on down to you. Um, so the package was passed down from family. Um... Was it get? Does, oh. Do you think it matters how it entered the family? Um, it could be folklore, right? I mean, if it's been passed down two or three times, that means the story of how it was given has been told two or three times. So you know, like the narrative telephone, it 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 changes. It, it kind yeah, of that's true. That's true. Um, so it could just be lore. So it could be like, you know a fun little thing. I mean. I, I just had a moment in my mind where it was like, okay, it needs to be at this place at this time. You you give it the package to the person at this location. He gets there and there's no one there. And he has to have this moment of realizing the only person here is me. Oh, wait. <laughs> this package is for me. And he opens it and it's just like, he, it's in the middle of this giant battle in this field or whatever. And it's just it just says, you have to kill it. <laughs> and, it's just, and then it's this moment of like, Oh shit! <laughs> like it, it, yeah. it, it was like this journey to get here, and all this time it was like it was just making sure someone was here to do something about whatever is happening right now, and like so it could be. I mean that that gave me chills. That's an, that, that's an awesome. That's okay. So that is really cool, but that's an awesome. That's a DM hook. Yeah, that's not something this player is going to decide. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that is really sweet. Though. Oh, but because especially since it's like as a player. What if, but what if? What if? Your dumb player at your table chooses to play this character, and they're like, "No one's here," and they don't think to open it themselves. Hi, welcome to being a DM. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's where it's like you have to have trust and faith not only in your players to hope they figure out the thing you set up for them, but also realize they might not, and have a way to still get what you want accomplished, accomplished, or just trust that maybe whatever else ends up happening and the way they play it works out. Like you know, like. Maybe they don't open it. Who 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 knows? There's things that could just. You're playing the long game, and you're hoping it's a gamble. But like, yeah. if it does work out, you as the DM are just like, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
So, so they have to deliver it to a certain place at a certain time. Certain place slash time slash person. And that is for the DM to decide. Yeah. Um, and then what is in it, I also think is for the DM to decide. I did nothing really popped into my brain that excited me, so I'm just gonna say the DM has to decide what this well, letter is. As as I'll I'll, I'll just continue playing this this arc out of the devil's advocate of pushing this player to be actually also a porn star, I think it's a dildo. Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> It could be anal beads. It could be, you know, it could be a few different... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get the fuck out. I like how we've covered everything from the the suicide pact on a ship in Lord of the Rings to Santa Claus to porn stars. We're covering everything. Yeah. we got a wide brush. We're painting... Next week, our sponsor is adamandeve.com. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not going to humor you on this. Ruining my wholesome hey, character. Hey, I will just let you in on a little secret. I tell jokes to entertain myself and no one else. <laughs> and that's how you make a successful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So I've got humble beginnings of a family of male people. They're from a bigger city. They're small little character vices. They've got a sweet tooth and love hot cocoa. Always looking for new ways to hide the packets they're delivering, whether mm-hmm. it's bag of holding or a secret pocket in a jacket. Um, the package has been passed down in the family. Um, at this point, by the time it's been given to Mr. Biggins, the lore behind this package has been altered, so you don't really know how it entered the family. Um, all you know is that it has to be delivered to a certain place at a certain time and to a certain person. Um, and along the way, this character is going to find themselves delivering just actual packages to the next city yeah because people are just going to give him shit well, like hey i need you to take this to here and here well i mean well, what it could even be is right like maybe he did retire maybe it's like yeah i'm done this is the last package this is the last thing it's been passed down to my family and you know i, I maybe he doesn't have a son to pass it down to himself or or maybe his son you know what it could be like it could be like Bill Paxson's character in Twister. Every time yeah. they go to all the other posts, they're like, "Glad you're back." It's like, I'm not back. Exactly, exactly. It's that. It's that. It's this whole. It's this whole idea of like, "Oh man, cool." So here, you can just take this then, right? He's like, "No, no, I'm done. I retired." He's like, "Are you going that way, anyways?" Well, well, yeah. And it's like, so he's like, "Fuck, so, fuck it, put it in the bag." So here you go. Because <laughs> he's a lawful good character, so he's still gonna be like, "Fine, I'll help. like just if it's on the way, only if it's on the way." <laughs> But I, I, I think it's important to say that he just retired. Yeah. Like he's maybe at tops two years in his retirement. Oh, not even. Like to the point not where even. like people don't know. Like in other cities, right? Maybe he's done this trek a bunch and he knows all these towns. And so like they, they're just finding out he's retired because he's coming back through. Because he's there. Yeah. Like why else would they know? It's not like there's, you know, like a, all right, we're having the retirement party. Everyone come to Feyron. I don't know. Or whatever yeah. city it is. And like, yeah. Podcastria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in each city, each city, they tried to get him to deliver packages. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I mean, at this point, we just yeah. know that he's got a letter that he needs to take somewhere. Well, um, do we, that's the thing, too, is, I mean, the package. What's the size and shape of this package? I do keep saying letter, and I don't know why. It's just the first thing it could that comes be a letter. It, it, it could be a letter, right? And that's where it's like, again, the... <laughs> Oh, it's the scroll of truth. Oh my god, I open it and it's just bullshit. <laughs> it's like, ah, yeah. oh, damn it. <laughs> but uh, whatever it is, it's medium size. I feel like it has to be able to fit into um a 
pocket of some sort. Oh, not like a yeah. like a pants pocket that's too small. Well, and the thing like... too is, we're fucking playing in a world where there's a bag where you can put up to 200 tons of weight inside of a normal size bag. So it's like this could be a small like VHS size box that he opens yes. and it reaches into some other dimension or it could just be it is a, p- a sheet of paper or a letter of some sort that is folded up and so it's like it, it's yeah the, the size doesn't actually matter because magic but like it would just be interesting for like flavor text i also love the idea yeah. of that potentially like ugh, as a dm easy character hook all right you guys fall asleep can i get a perception check all right everyone failed it that package is gone in the morning <laughs> <laughs> no no like yeah and like that that and and i mean maybe maybe part of this package and thing too is right they say don't open it but it's actually enchanted in some way that it can only be opened at that time at that place right so yeah. it's like so you don't have to worry about and maybe he doesn't know that he's never tried to open it right but when somebody steals it and he goes to get it back it's like did you open it he's like i fucking tried and it blew my hand off <laughs> or something you know like that that could be there too um so yeah. i like that can't be open until a certain time. But again, that's a DM thing that the player maybe does know, could figure out, but you, like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is like a good DM thing, but I'll still make note of it. Um, all right. So I think, other than, so I like where we are at with the motivation. Yes. I'm going to do one last recap, and I think we're done with motivation. Yeah. Um, so the motivation for this character is they come from a humble family of male people. They're from a bigger city, so they're, they're used to dealing with all different t- kinds of people. Uh, they're lo- always looking for new ways to keep their pa- the package or whatever they're delivering concealed. That's keep their, their like, one secret. Concealed. Shut up. That's why I started calling it letter. Now you reminded me. I started calling it letter. <laughs> Anytime you said package, <laughs> I made a dick joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this letter... Slash package. <laughs> they're always it's their one secret that they're keeping from the group. Um, and it just has to be delivered to a certain place at a certain time. They don't know what's in it. And they're they're retired from being a male person, but every city they go to, people are like, Hey, you're back, can you deliver this for me? And it's just super annoying to them, but they'll do it because they're lawfully good. And because they um, probably convince them with hot cocoa and sweets. <laughs> yep, probably. Alright. So now I just need to come up with an age and uh, appearance. Do you want to just make him 111? Like, just a full, just like, yeah. here's to you, Mr. Baggins. 111th birthday. Yep. <laughs> so he's 111, 111. Um, his appearance, I mean, I just, I'm just envisioning a hobbit. Like, so just like fucking. <laughs> Google hobbit, that's Baggins. him. He's got curly hair. Yeah. Like almost a perm. Type of curly. Why that double space? I was gonna fix it for you. Right, yeah. Um, curly hair. Wearing just, I mean, just. Does he have a hat? Cotton Do, clothes. Does he have a, a mailman's hat or cap? Yeah, like a blue mail cap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> blue mailman's cap. A blue satchel. Ooh. Oh no! Well, I think the satchels are always brown. Fucking, this is a D and D world. It could, be, it could be fucking. It could be red. You could get crazy with it. No, it's a blue satchel. She's got curly hair, <laughs> uh, blue mailman cap, a blue satchel. Um, is he just, is he blue double D double die double? It's not even close to the gibberish. I'm blue. Blah 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 blah. blah. Is that better? Is that what <laughs> yeah. you wanted? <laughs> uh, I hate you. Does he? Are they? Is, 
Also, I, I would love if he has, like, shorts and then knee-high socks. Okay. <laughs> shorts, knee-high socks. I like that as well. <laughs> um, hairy legs. God, Ooh, hairy legs. So hairy. The hairiest. The Robin Williams of legs. Yep. Like, the hair is coming out over the top of the socks, and it's like, yep. that makes me feel weird. Yeah. You're, the, you're the most... <laughs> You're the weirdest looking porn star I've ever seen. <laughs> um, just because it's on a character sheet, I think that they're going to have trusting hazel eyes. What? What? Trusting hazel eyes. Yeah, I feel like people who have lighter color eyes are just inherently more trusting, more trustworthy. Trusting hazel eyes sounds like a really bad one-hit wonder from some band in the 90s. Yep. Like, oh, I can't remember the name of that, but it was like, it was like, trusting hazel eyes. That's what I'm, <laughs> yep, that's what I'm imagining. Um, okay. You're not wrong. Um, as far as weapons go, do we think, I mean, we don't have to get into it. It could be whatever, but like, he's a dex-based character, um, and, and rogues usually attack with more finesse Yeah, I mean, weapons. maybe he's just got a, a protective dagger. To start, at least that's all. That's all I'm going into. Okay, I mean, he he would could also have like a a, a short sword or a crossbow or or I mean, because I mean, again, like out and especially if he's going from city to city, it's not going to be weird for a mailman to have some sort of protective like yeah. weaponry. Um, because even yeah, that's not important to me. <laughs> okay, um, uh, but I'm just saying he has uh proficiency in simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, and sh- short swords, as well as that in the mailman background, his equipment. Uh, ooh, he gets a post badge in a mailman's uniform and a map of his home city, <sighs> but no weapons. Okay. Um, oh, the equipment right. he starts with though is either a rapier or a short sword. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, just whatever. It could just generic. Um, yeah. How tall is Mister Biggins? <laughs> um, that sounds like a Panic at the Disco song. <laughs> <laughs> How tall is Mister Biggins? <laughs> um. Halflings, usually it says size is about three and a half tall, about 40 pounds. Um, so. Okay, so he's three, four. And he's got a sweet tooth and likes hot cocoa, dude. I think he's going to be a little plump. 55 pounds. 55? That's what I was thinking. 55. 55. My habits weight, 55 pounds. (laughs) All right, and I think. Oh, I do. I do want him to have a beard so that cookie crumbs get caught in it. Okay. So he's he's got a beard. What color is his beard? Black. I'm sorry. What? Black. 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 I just threw up. <laughs> sorry, it's a hairball. <laughs> black. Um, black. Okay. So he's got dark black hair and beard. Yep. All right. I think that's everything, dude. Yeah, I think when he grows up, he's going to be a perfect Santa. Yep, a little bit of salt and pepper when he's older. Ooh, how good would it be if he finishes this quest or whatever, and then a classic, like, they pull him back in for one last one last mission or whatever, and it's to deliver packages all around the world, and he realizes, oh, man, I missed this, and he gets a magical sleigh, some reindeer, <laughs> other, other hobbits to help him build toys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he could achieve, then, godhood and become... St. Nicholas, or St. Bat. What's his first name? I don't know. Can it be Nick? Mr. Nick Biggins? Nicholas Biggins. 
Fine. He's yes. Nicholas Biggins. <laughs> but he likes to go by Mr. Biggins. I mean, I would too. <laughs> Unless he's one of those people that's like, don't call me Mr. Biggins. Mr. Biggins is my father. And then instead of going by Nick, he goes by Olas. I am Olas Biggins. <laughs> he's Nicholas Biggins. I don't care what he goes by. <laughs> All right. Nicholas Biggins. All right, dude. Wow. We so I think that's, it. that is everything. Wee, 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 as, I hold my, as I hold my arms out. With arms wide open. <laughs> All right. Um, so are we ready to bring him into uh, the CD Tavern? I think so, dude. I'm ready if you are. I'm sure. All right. I'm ready for you to give me a package, Mr. Biggins. All right, dude. So just only because I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Cue the music. All right. So we find ourselves back at the CD Tavern, but unlike most of the other times we're here, it's actually rather early. It is... Just when it's starting to open back up uh, in the beginning of the day, um, the clientele from upstairs in the rooms that the CD Tavern have are just starting to wake up and make their way downstairs. Um, Barry, the larger half-elven bartender, is just getting behind the bar and just starting to stock up some of the new uh, ales as well, well as making sure that it is all clean from the night before and cleaning it off. Um, the sun from outside is shining through the windows, kind of showing, you, you know, a little more than the place would probably like to be seen. It's kind of, you know, usually dim lit with candlelights in the evening. So it's a little, you can see some of the grossness from the night before, but it's still an overall pretty, pretty nice, nice morning. He's walking around and, flipping over some of the chairs and putting them down at the tables. A few people have, have kind of come through and are, are sitting at a few booths and being helped and being served. And in walks uh, our character of Nicholas Biggins uh, from the outside. So uh, before he actually walks in, I want him to peer in through one of the windows and see that Barry is the one opening the bar. And where is where is Barry when I look inside the windows? Um, he is just is he behind the bar now? He's or? just walking behind the bar uh, with a rag and kind of wringing it out. Yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Biggins would like to enter the bar stealthily. <laughs> he rolls a nat 20. <laughs> Barry's perception no, but, is very low, so he could do that's so. Not, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, so no, Mr. Biggins looks in the window sees Barry behind the bar and is elated that it, that, he, that it's Barry. And he sneaks very quietly into the bar right. and starts approaching um, the bar with a package, a rather a decent-sized package under his arm. Yeah, he does. Um, okay, uh, Barry's there and has now just started to wipe down the bar and goes, oh, Morning time, morning time, no one's here and I can rhyme. <laughs> Oh man, I crocked myself up. Oh, all right. Um, oh Jesus, who broke that glass? Fucking and then the Mister Biggins throws himself up onto a bar stool and excitedly says, "Barry, oh, by golly, oh, is that you, Nicholas? Oh, oh Barry, <laughs> what are you doing back over here?" You're a sight for sore eyes. Oh, well, you know, it's early in the morning, and I'm just running around doing work. 
I've got I've got a package for the CD Tavern. <laughs> we did it. Well, we did. I don't think we ordered. Is it for us or just for someone staying here? It says the CD Tavern on it, so I'm assuming it's for you. Do you forget what you ordered? Well, <laughs> you know, did Terrence get it. It's probably it's probably Terrence's. He's constantly ordering. It might actually be some more floor coverings. I don't know if we can see, but. And Barry kind of leans over the bar and points down over by the stairs. If you could see over there, since you were here, I don't know, it's been a couple of months. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, well, we had, <laughs> we had quite an incident with this uh, Goliath fellow. And it might be some more flooring or some something to help cover over that. But you could see right there that the wood's a little different. Yeah, a little... Ah. Yeah, it was, it was, believe me, you should have seen it. I took on this Goliath fellow and had to end up throwing him out. He brought in a whole bloody tree. (laughs) No. Yeah, I mean, looking back on it, it's it's quite humorous, but at the time, I thought I was going to die. (gasps) He was, he was mean? I mean, he brought in a tree and threatened me with it. Oh, my goodness. Well, Barry, I'm... So glad to see you, and nothing's happened to you since we last uh, saw. How, how's, uh, how's Jimmy? Oh, well, you know, the little one's starting up classes again and going in. He's, uh, well, they say he's not the brightest, uh, well, uh, candle in the in the bunch. But, uh, you know, I think it just needs, he's just a little lazy, I think is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm trying to help him as much as I can at home. But you know, yeah, well, that's good. And yeah. and the wife wife's doing good, Juliet. Ah, uh, well, she you know constant complaints of me spending too much time here at the tavern and not enough time at home with with her and Jimmy. But uh, you know she ha- she has her friend, uh, uh, what's his name? I think it's Calv Calvin or Carl. They they hang out. They 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 like to play a card game of some sort and. So she's, you know, keeping busy at home, so it's it's well, nice. That's good. Yeah, she also still runs the bakery and all of that, so it's 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 been pretty good. Uh, uh, how about you? I've been craving some of her cookies. Oh, oh actually, I will be right back. <laughs> no. And he runs. You did it. He runs to the back. Uh, oh, oh, hang on. He comes back. Oh, I'll just take this back there for. for oh, yeah, for yeah. It's probably, it's probably a stain or something from the oh, wood that you mentioned. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit heavier than the... the all right, all right. Hang on, hang on. Just, uh, do you, I'm gonna. Mm, I don't think we have any milk boiling yet, but um, I'll start some for your hot cocoa. Oh, thank you. All You're right. the best. All right, all right. Oh, just hang on. <clears throat> and so, Barry runs off behind and goes into the back and kind of just sets down uh, the package. And then you see him kind of walk back out, uh, empty-handed, and kind of just come. Go, oh, well, I am sorry to have gotten your hopes up. Um, I did have some of uh, Juliet's cookies, but um, <clears throat> I forgot I'd eaten them all. I, I, oh. I apologize. Um, Barry. I, I will send... Uh, how long are you going to be in town for? Well, you know, it's kind of open-ended right now. I do have some sort of a timeline, but uh, well, did you... I, need some, I need help this time. You? You're the most resourceful person that I think we've ever really had come through here. So what, what can I potentially help you with? Yeah, I just, I, I think I'm going a little farther than I've ever gone before, Barry. And I've, I just have oh. things, I have just things that are more important than, than normal everyday letters or deliveries. And I just need to make sure that they get to their destination. You know, I take pride in my work, as you know, and oh, I just yeah. have to make sure that uh, this gets 
to where it needs to go, and I don't have any issues along the way. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, did you? Is the post the postmaster here in town not giving you the the resources that you need? The hoverbuffer. The resources. The, oh, the resources. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I've got a cart and all that stuff, but it that. I mean, I'm not a fighter. I can't hold off. If someone were to try to oh, rob me, I oh, can't really. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, okay, so what? I, I get what you're saying. What you're, what you're looking for is um, some sort of just caravan of some sort that is also heading in a certain direction. Yeah, oh. yeah. They it doesn't. Ha- they don't have to take me all the way, but maybe at least to the next city, and then sure, I can just always sure. keep joining new groups or whatever the case may be. But uh, as, you know, package has to be delivered, so I gotta just. Figure it out. Yep, yep, I know. You rain or shine, you'll get through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, um, I'm sure there's there's some people that are moving through here. We've had all sorts of, uh, as you know, I mean, you've, I think you've even met some of your past groups um, that you've left town through with through here, correct? Yeah, yeah I have. Well, yeah. No. This, this is a hub for people who are looking to, you yeah, know. <laughs> for, 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 for better or worse, we seem to attract yeah. all sorts of colorful folks. Um, <clears throat> well, I don't know if there's anyone currently staying here that is heading out, but if you if you want, we could kind of put something up. Um, we don't really have much in the way of posting things in in here, but um, I can I can keep an ear out. Uh, when do you need to be heading out of town? Hopefully, did you just get in? Can you stay for a little bit? I know Juliet would love to have you back over for some. Uh, she, I'm sure she can make some more cookies. I I I, do, I can stay here for a little bit, and trust good, me, the. Good, uh, I can smell those cookies right now. I close my eyes. And my... <laughs> oh yes, mm. her her oven is the sweetest, and oh, just the, the the taste that flow out of it. Yes, I'm sure she would she would be happy to satisfy you. I would love to. God damn it! I would love to you know have a meal with you guys again. It's been too long, Barry. Yes, yes, we should we should definitely definitely get together. Um, so I've got maybe uh. Three days would be pushing it. Ideally, I'd like to be out of here in two. Very well, very well. Um, yeah, I think we can we can definitely make sure to have that happen. Are you? Are they putting you up uh, over at the post service, or are you looking to stay here? We're not too busy uh, as of right now, with it being the middle of the week and all. I would love to stay here if possible. Yes, yes, of course. I, I, I will. Here, take this. This room's open, and don't worry about the charge or whatever. I'll talk to Terrence. You delivered that package. I'm sure he'll be more than happy. And if anyone else comes in that needs a room, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll call them what's up, and they can just talk with me, and I'll, we'll, we'll be okay. Um, okay. Very well, great. And, and if, and then don't be like, don't be afraid to tell me. You know, maybe Terrence needs the money. So I'm not, I'm not. If I need to pay, just let me know. I mean, I don't know if you can tell, but look around this place. We're we're doing all right right now. We've had quite quite the boom in business. Uh, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that makes me so happy to hear that. It's it's really actually been quite nice um, to have more people and more interactions. I feel like I'm getting better at just talking to normal people that that come through and might be uh, well larger <clears throat> than me. Um, so yes, no, it's been. It's been nice, and we've actually got some new people in here working as well. Um, and I mean, they're not all not all the best. There's actually I have to still clean up. Uh, I don't know if you've met him, but uh, there's a half orcan fellow that swears his name is Bar Tender. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it takes his work seriously. Then I guess, right? I, Should I name myself Male and then Man? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Nicholas, you're fucking. Oh, your your sense of humor never. Oh, it's good. Oh, I can't tell you how much it just relieves me to have someone like you in here today and not have to worry about this. But yeah, no, we've been hiring some new staff, and well, he closed up last night, and there's just a glass that's all over the ground back here that I'm assuming he dropped or broke or something. But I don't. No, it's we're doing all right as far as money goes. Well, it's it's okay right now. Well, Barry, you know, um, you're the first person that I'm telling this out loud, but I'm on the verge of retirement. What? Yeah, I think I'm going to hang up my, my blue cap soon. And uh, this seems like it'd be a fun way to pass the time. But, oh, well, of course, I mean, you, yeah, uh, I mean, are you, do you want to book, book here, maybe? Or is that what you're saying? What do you, what do you... What do you mean? We could work together, maybe. I mean, I, well, just because I'm retired doesn't mean I'm I'm dead. Well, you know, sure. I can still work, but yeah, it's just yeah, the, yeah. the traveling takes a toll on you. Yes, but I mean, I'm 110 for crying out loud. That oh wow, yeah, no, I could probably understand. <laughs> that would take a bit. Most of most of my family retired at 100, you know, but I yeah. just enjoyed the job so much I kept it going for a little bit longer. But well, I know you. my body doesn't treat me like it used to, you know. Oh, I I know, but from what I've heard, you're still quite good with the packages you have. I mean, I'm the I'm the best. You know that. I I've never had an issue with the packages, um, but what I'm just saying, you always just seem so cheery and happy. No, we we of course would love to have you, but you're not you're not located here in Podcastria, right? Not at the moment, but once I retire, the rest of my life's a blank slate. Oh, I don't know oh. what comes after. I could do anything. Oh man, I oh, I would love to have something like that and be able to not have to worry about coming in here every day. And not so. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love I love helping the people and meeting all sorts of different types of clientele and all of that. But after you know, you, you get to doing the same thing over and over again. It just gets a bit uh, mundane. So no, I I understand. Maybe, maybe what we could do is we could switch, right? You, you, you come here and you take my job, and then I'm sure uh, uh, Juliet wouldn't mind having you over as company. I mean, she always enjoys your package, and it would be then I could go out and I write, and I could take the the packages that you have from different places. Yes. Uh. <laughs> In another in another time, right? <laughs> oh, could you could you imagine? And he grabs down towards his gut. Could you imagine this? Just walking all over the place, and he just shakes his stomach a little bit. Like, <laughs> I'd, you know, uh, I put on a little bit too in my age, and I slap my stomach. Oh, all right. Well, let me hang on. Let me go check that milk in the back real quick. It's probably boiling now. Okay. And then he walks off to the back, and you see just a few of the. Staff just kind of serving people behind you. You just kind of look around. You can hear some of the birds chirping outside, and the city's starting to wake up. Um, and then he comes back over to the fire. All, all right, here, here, here's your 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 goblet of of your milk. And hang on, let me get some of the cocoa powder and put it in there for you. And he just kind Thank of you. reaches uh, underneath and s- scoops up a, a big <laughs> a big spoonful of the powder and kind of mixes it in. He goes, all right, now so this. This this mixture is a little different since you were here last time. We've, like I said, come into a little bit more financial means, and Terrence wanted to try and get uh, some of the higher-end uh, <clears throat> cocoa. So uh, 
I don't know if it's well, different Mary, any better. Uh, you're, you're, I'm, you're the judge on all of this, right? I think it tastes the same. I don't know. We're paying more for it, so let us know what you, you know. I'm sure it'll be great. You already had one of the best hot cocos in all of Podcastria. The, the powder <laughs> to milk ratio is always perfect, so I'm sure this will be fantastic. Well, you'll just let us know, and I'll make sure to pass along to uh, Terrence what, uh, what it is you think. He's actually probably coming in later today, too. I'm not sure what the rest of your day consists of, but you could just let him let just, him know Just hanging out and trying to uh, you know find the next people that are going to help me, so... I've got, and I un, I unintentionally like kind of pat near my heart, like mm-hmm. near my chest. Like I've just got some important things I need to make sure get done. No, <laughs> I get that. You have to be true to you. You have to follow what's in your heart, and that sounds like what's uh, your kind of. I mean, what what does it even? T- how does how does the procedure of your retirement usually go? Like like what does it like? Do you? I mean, because I feel like every place you go, you just get more packages, right? I mean, do you just try and end that back? I mean, how? Well, eventually, I mean, retirement's kind of just up to the mail person, and you just um, you stop going places. Hmm. You settle down somewhere, and you just don't leave, and then no one's... It's kind of sad, really, because I've got so many friends in every town that I go to, um, but I'm just going to have to not well, go back. Because every time I go, they're going to expect me to deliver something. And it's really hard to say no because I just love just love the job, love meeting people, and love making people happy. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that. I mean, so are you are you saying that there's, like, other bartenders and stuff as well that you... Oh, Barry, no, 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 not at all. I've just got, oh. you know, I just... <laughs> I didn't no, think no, you no. were. No, I'm just, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's just... Uh, uh, how's the hell go go? Oh, it's it's... I sniff it and I take a sip and I go, oh, it's heavenly. All right. Well, um, if great. only you had any self control and I had some sugar cookies. <laughs> but later. No, no. You later. know, I, I will, I will, I will go right now. And you know what? You have that key, right? You have the the room key, and uh, you take you take your stuff up there and get settled in and just you know just just hang out around here. And, I, and I'll run to, down to uh, Juliet's and uh, grab grab one of. the her, her her baskets of cookies and bring them back and um then it will be perfect with this all right and then you just i don't know if you don't have anywhere else to go just hang around here and wait and see you don't have very uh, no I'm, no i i insist you brought me a package it is the least i can do is bring them back to you. it's not too far just i mean technically i brought terrence a package but but you delivered it to me wait yeah I'm... you're right I'm just writing. Getting getting settled in does sound nice. I have been on the road for a while, so I would like to, you know, just make get comfortable in my room and yeah. kind of relax for the rest of the day yeah. while we just while you and I figure out who's going to help me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then I'll just hang on. Where is oh, where is that? There's like a new half elf girl that works here, and I don't, I can't remember her name. Um, if you, um, I should tell her before I leave and just leave her in charge. Bruh. You know what? If you see her, just just tell her. I'll be I'll be right back and just to to watch them. And you know what? If you if you really want to start looking at being a bartender yourself, uh, just uh, if someone comes up to the the the, the, the counter area, just I don't know, make banter with them and tell them I'll be back in like uh like twenty minutes or so. All right, and then I can do that for you. All right, all right, good, 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 good. Uh, did you you just you wait right here, my friend, and uh, I will be back with some cookies for you. <laughs> no. 
Barry, it's, it's so good to see you. It's great to see you as always, and I'm excited. And I'll, I'll figure out what day Juliet can have you over uh, for some, from some food as well. <clears throat> okay, okay, all right, all right. Oh, man, I haven't had a good day like this in a long time. Uh, it almost brings tears to my eyes. I'll be, I'll be right back. <laughs> And he just, give, me a, give me a hug. Give me a hug. Okay. <laughs> he, he runs around the bar, and you, you kind of stand up on the stool, and he, you're about his height now, and he just kind of embraces you. He goes, oh, my good friend, you smell so nice. <laughs> I'll see you soon, okay? All right. Tell, yes. uh, tell Juliet that we'll get together before I leave. Yes, 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 yes. I will be. Okay. All right. Stay right here. If you see that the, the pretty little half-elf girl, just tell her. I'll be right back. Be right back. Okay. And then, right. then as, right. as, we, as we separate from, like, the embrace, mm-hmm. I check my jacket like i touch mm-hmm. near my chest again and i just make sure that uh it's it's gone it's still no <laughs> no yeah it's still there just make sure it's still there yeah. um and then barry kind of just shuffles out he doesn't really walk but he quickly like shuffles his feet and just kind of pushes out out the door and onto the street and you kind of like the bright lights come in from from outside uh, from the sun and uh and scene and scene what a wholesome scene that was wholesome as fuck <laughs> other than other than all of your dick jokes, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I was simply referring to his package uh, that he and Juliet had loving them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I sleep with his wife? I don't know, but Kevin definitely does. Or Carl? What was the name? <laughs> oh, of? for sure, Carl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're definitely yeah. <laughs> Barry's life sucks. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. No, I mean, and that, it did feel different, right? It felt kind of just like a weird like episode of like if there was a male version of the golden girls yeah <laughs> like, i'm just kind of like uh catching but like which is fine i don't know i like that yeah which is fine because i mean that's how this character is going to be amongst all of these other rough and gruff adventurers it's going to be like <laughs> yeah. everyone's just going to be happy to see people happy to talk to people he's definitely he's probably going to annoy the more broken characters oh, yeah. emotionally broken oh, characters. oh dude imagine if there's another um, rogue in the group <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the classic whatever bullshit rogue that is the other rogue is. Oh yeah, I'm a rogue too. No, you're not. You are. <laughs> you no, no. You're not dark enough. You're not. You're not. Oh uh, no, you can't be with us. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit here. You can't sit with us. Oh man. But yeah, no. I think that was, and I, I think that's fun, right? And like, and that's where it's like, as someone that has has played a few different characters as well. I mean, we've made all these ones. He feels different, which is, I think, what you really want right you don't want to yeah. like be playing the same things and like and he has i mean he could still in some way be corrupted i'm sure right like i mean but yeah i don't know that was fun i enjoyed that yeah and i think he is quite ready to go on another adventure again see the reference it's just it's so like that doesn't work it's so it's gen- his last fucking line no, in the whole goddamn I, movie i get it but I'm just saying, if you just say that, no one's going to be like, dude, Lord of the Rings. That's Lord of the Rings. You said you're ready to go on a, another adventure? Lord of the Rings. I disagree. We're going to find out. I'm going to tweet it out and see what happens <laughs> to our, like, three followers. <laughs> anyway, speaking of our social medias, yes, Jake. Yes, 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 yes. So thank you. Here. This is the end. This is the outro. We're done. Thank you for listening. Uh, but before you go... Please let us know what you thought of Sir Nicholas Baggins. Now he's a sir. I don't know. Just Nicholas Baggins. Biggins. It's Biggins. Biggins. Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. You did this. Um, let us know what you thought about Nicholas Biggins. Um, and the best way to reach out to us is through our email, which is rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, you send us your opinions there. Also, if you have an idea for a character, like Nathan came to this from the idea of Lord of the Rings and Hobbits and Bilbo and Frodo Baggins in a way, if you have something like that that you kind of think would be a fun starting place and you found an interesting background or want to see how things line up, email it to us there. Um, also, if you want to do it in a more quick and like shorter way our social media is a great way to reach out too we have our twitter and instagram and facebook which are all at rng underscore pc also that's a great place to share art i would love to see a fantasy mailman which is essentially yes. what we made here with mr biggins so that would be an interesting character to see uh drawn um so yeah make sure to follow us there and share any thoughts and art you might have we'll definitely respond and retweet and or repost i don't know i'm not so sharing our stories yeah i'm not socially savvy uh, but any art you send our way we will definitely appreciate and share that back out um and then also last thing is please make sure to follow and subscribe and review us uh on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening on you can just do it in app on the apple podcast uh app and we have actually some reviews here did you want to read one this week nate or do you want me to read it how do you want to Sure, I'll read one. All right. um, we read a longer one last time we read one, so we'll keep it short and sweet today. Um, it looks like username Ash Scro Ash Scra. Who's that? Said, said so funny. I could listen to these guys for hours. Hours. Thank you. Just hours and hours. That's yeah. It seems genuine. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, definitely let us know. We'll read out uh, whatever other. Uh, reviews we might get here so thanks again for listening guys and uh yeah i guess we'll just catch you next week right is that it is there anything else we gotta say here did i forget something oh my god shut up i'm just i'm just i'm just do you want me to say it say what keep rolling and keep playing there it is switching it up (laughs) all right talk to you next time folks see ya Ready for another adventure.